0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about mediumship. As many of you may know, mediumship is just one of the many ways that I support people in their healing and transformation. But I have found that recently, I have a lot of people coming to me that have never had a mediumship reading before, and I'm their first one. So if that's you, this is gonna be a really helpful podcast for you. If you are not new to mediumship, this is still gonna be really helpful because it's gonna give you some of the behind the scenes of how it works and how to prepare. Um, And if you're skeptical of mediumship, this may also be interesting for you just to understand my experience of it. So first thing I wanna talk about is how mediumship works. Essentially, there are three bodies of energy. There is the spirit energy, your loved ones on the other side. There's the medium, and then there's the sitter or the client, the person receiving the messages from spirit. I'm going to refer to them as the sitter. So all three of us are creating the conversation together. And this would still be true if you have a group of people The sitter, the person that the message is intended for, like the primary sitter, their energy is going to matter the most, but the energy of the entire group is also going to have an influence. So just keep that in mind if you're considering having a group reading. But what's going to happen is the medium is going to receive some sort of information from spirit. Now, this (laughs) varies a lot because it can depend. The way that spirit likes to communicate and the way that the medium senses. Are they clairvoyant, clairaudient, claircognizant, etc.? So the spirit's energy is going to kind of blend with the medium's energy. The medium works through their nervous system to sense and feel and hear and see what spirit's trying to convey. And then the medium translates that for the sitter. Now, what's interesting about this is. The spirit and the sitter have this whole history of life that they know. They know, you know, what happened at somebody's birthday, what happened the day that somebody died or somebody was born. Like, they have a whole history. They have a shared bank of memories that they can reference. The medium does not actually know that shared bank of memories, some mediums are psychic, and so they might have a little bit more insight into this. I'm a psychic and a medium. Not all mediums are also psychic. So either way, when you are working with the medium, you want to assume that the medium does not also know every detail of your life. They're, they're working as a translator. They're translating the energy and the vibration they're getting from the sitter to you. So what the medium's going to get, it's more like puzzle pieces, individual puzzle pieces. Like they might say, I'm feeling this, I'm seeing that, I'm seeing a sailboat. And you might have a memory of one summer when you went on a sailboat and understand its meaning. The medium doesn't necessarily have that information. All they know is that they're seeing a sailboat. And so it's up to you to disclose how or why that information makes sense to you But in order for the reading to go well, it would be best to say, yes, that makes sense. Um, Even if you don't want to say, oh, it's about this time when I was 14 and then this happened and I felt so loved or whatever it was. If you don't want to go into all that detail, you don't have to go into all that detail. But any time that you can tell a medium whether or not something is resonating, that helps the medium to clarify their connection with spirit. So spirit gives information to the medium. The medium is going to give you these sort of puzzle pieces. And these random puzzle pieces are, for you, affirmation that it's your loved one. That's all that it is. It's evidence that, yes, this is your loved one that I'm connecting with. I've I've identified how they died or their relationship to you or their mannerisms, something about their personality, something about their physical health. Um, I've identified their relationship with a pet or something, a hobby. So the puzzle pieces are evidence for you that that is my loved one on the other side. Once enough of that evidence has been brought through and there's a secure relationship established, between all three of you. The medium is feeling secure with the spirit on the other side, that they have them correctly identified, that they're communicating well. The medium feels secure with the sitter, that the sitter is having the experience that they want to have. And the sitter is feeling secure that that is my loved one. So once all of that feels good, everyone's feeling confident that we've connected, then the reason for the reading will be brought to light the reason meaning what is spirit wanting to communicate with us and now sometimes this will be very much about you as the sitter it will be i'm wanting to help you with this i'm wanting to help you heal something i'm wanting to help you understand something it will be about you sometimes it's not about you sometimes it's about the spirit on the other side and the spirit on the other side, your loved one needs to come in and apologize or explain something because it's going to help them continue to do their work on the other side. The other thing that's interesting about mediumship readings is spirit has a whole other plan and there's always a beauty, but there's also always a mystery. Sometimes the person that we most want to come forward is the last person to come forward. Um, Or they don't come forward at all. And sometimes they're the very first person to come forward. But there's always a little bit of a mystery. As mediums, we have to work hard to let go of our expectation and our hope for how the reading goes. And we really have to trust spirit that they know what needs to happen for all involved. But as a sitter, just to set your expectation, Unfortunately, it's not like pulling out your Rolodex or calling a specific contact on your phone where we just get to call forth whoever and have the specific conversation that you're hoping to have. It's sort of an ironic relationship because the sitter, the client, is the person paying for the reading. But the medium really works for spirit we're we're sort of beholden to what spirit wants. And we have to trust that spirit knows what's best for both spirit and for the client. So it starts with these puzzle pieces, and then you get down to the meaning of the message. And with my experience of mediumship, that very first spirit to come through is going to provide the most evidence, the most um, memories or references. And then as you get more and more into the reading, in my experience, it it stays more with the meaning. This is why this person's coming through. And they still provide evidence. If if we were connecting with your mom and then her brother came through, she would explain, this is why the brother's coming through. The brother would give you some sort of evidence. I I might see his silhouette and describe his physical nature. I might describe the relationship that they had something, but then it jumps pretty quickly back to the meaning. Now, not all mediums work that way, but in general, that's how a mediumship reading works. Here's some other things to keep in mind in order to have a good mediumship reading. The sitter's energy matters. So earlier I was saying there's the three energetic bodies, right? There's the spirit that's coming in, there's the medium, and then there's the sitter. Your energy matters, Because we all have these nervous systems, we have our localized, you know, energy field in our body, but we are also all connected. And so the medium is going to have a vibrational response, it may or may not be something that the medium is aware of happening, they may or may not be aware of that person's a skeptic, it's causing me to have fear because I'm having fear, I can't connect as well. They may or may not have that awareness. However, it still remains true that the energy of the sitter of the client does have an effect on the reading. Now, there are some mediums that are going to be more experienced and and might be more capable of holding space for a client while not allowing their energy to affect them. And then there are gonna be mediums that are are much more sensitive to the client's emotional journey. It's not right or wrong, but it does affect the quality of the connection with spirit because the medium, it's our job to observe and hold space, but allow our nervous system to be focused on the communication With spirit. So, the more my nervous system gets focused on the sitter, the harder it is to hear the details. Now, that being said, I can always take a breath, shift my vibration, and reconnect. But if you are somebody that is skeptical, but you really want to have a reading, then I would encourage you to have the goal of just being open to whatever happens of just being like, well, this is just a fun experiment. And if nobody comes through, fine, I'll get my money back. If somebody comes through, I may or may not believe it, but I'm curious. So you don't have to go into a mediumship reading going, I totally believe in mediumship. I can't wait to talk to my aunt and uncle, yada, yada. You don't have to be sold on it, but anyone with an openness and a curiosity is going to have a better experience than anyone that is skeptical. And if you're skeptical, you're skeptical, but if you can shift to, I'm curious about it. I don't really think it's something that's in my belief system, but I am curious. I've heard good things. So I'm going to be open. That's going to have a better effect for you. Okay. The next step to having a really good mediumship reading is trusting the process because it is a process. It's a skill. We're talking about working with our nervous systems in order to connect. And, you know, your loved ones, they're not going to disappear. So if the medium is getting a sense of things and then something happens and they get tripped up, don't worry about it. Your loved ones are not going anywhere. In fact, they've probably been working For weeks or months to get you to book the appointment in the first place. So they're going to be patient and they're going to try to reestablish that connection. So please don't worry that it could all be ruined. Oh, it was all going so well, but then I coughed and we lost the connection. It doesn't work that way. We can always adjust our vibration, just like how If you're getting really stressed and you take some deep breaths that adjust the feeling in your body, that changes your stress level, it is the same thing with mediumship. If for some reason a connection gets weakened or gets interrupted, then we just take a deep breath, shift our energy level, and we reestablish the connection. So just allow for the process to happen. The other thing about trusting the process I alluded to before, which is we don't always know who's going to come through and why and when. And it can be very surprising. Um, I've had readings where somebody's great-grandmother who they never met came through, and they're like, well, why would, why would she be coming through? I never even met her. And they might describe a life situation that they're going through. Perhaps the sitter recently lost a child and the great-grandmother had lost a child. If, if it's a relationship that they can sympathize with, a circumstance that they can sympathize with, then they may be there to add support. So just be open to the surprises. And when we say like the medium is beholden to spirit and spirit knows, that's why, because spirit has an awareness, a connection that we don't have while we're in our physical bodies on the earth. So they can come in with some surprising information and often the healing that we can get when we allow spirit to do its thing versus the healing that we think that we need it's a deeper, more profound healing. And it's often a more supportive feeling healing. than then when we think, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to talk to this person, and we're going to talk about the situation that happened. And that will probably likely still happen. But when you are open to allowing spirit to do whatever it is that spirit does, that provides generally a more holistic healing experience. So just Trust the process, be open to the process. Okay, I have two more tips for you on how to have a good mediumship reading. The first tip is when possible, get a recording. It may be audio, maybe video, but get a recording when possible. Not all mediums will do this. Um, it's hard to guarantee recordings because technology is technology. You know, there's whatever. But I like recordings for two reasons. A, for people that are skeptical, they can go back and they can rehear all the pieces of evidence. Of, oh, well, she knew about the tie he was wearing, or she picked up on this thing that happened at the beach that nobody else knew about, whatever it is. It can help you really get grounded in, okay, well, there's something to that. But honestly, the bigger reason I like having recordings is that. They're just nice to have. Often when I've had readings, I don't listen to the recordings. I usually listen like right away, maybe the next week, and then I don't listen for years. But I go back and there's something very comforting, very soothing. Often I'm, I go back and it's sort of like going back into a journal where you realize how far you've come from this time. You realize how much things have changed from the time that you had the reading. It's a beautiful gift to yourself to have a recording done. Now, not all mediums will do this. I totally respect every medium's right to not have recordings. It definitely adds another layer of technology and process and system on like the business end. Um, For me personally, I love to offer recordings because I think they can be so helpful. And if you get a recording and you never listen to it, then great. You don't have to listen to it. But I always recommend getting a recording. The other thing about mediumship readings is it is totally up to you to end a reading. If you are, I would say 10 minutes, if you're 10 minutes in and you still don't feel confident that that's your loved one, then just end the reading. Say, you know what? It's not working for me. I don't, I don't feel like I trust this. Um. I know I don't have, I don't think I have written down anywhere specifically my refund return policy. Uh, My policy is if it's not working, then we reschedule. Um, But you do what you want to do. If it's not working, you request a refund, ask to reschedule, do what works for you. I know a lot of mediums, myself included, we also have our own standard of ethics, our own integrity. And if we get to a certain point in a reading and it doesn't feel like it's Got the same clarity, the same amount of information that we would normally get, then we might say, you know what, I'm, this isn't feeling, this isn't feeling up to my normal level. I don't feel like we should continue this reading. Um, most mediums that I know will leave that decision up to the client. Um, I don't typically leave that up to the client. If it feels out of integrity for me, then then I reschedule. Or I'll finish the reading, but I give them a coupon for another one, um, because I don't like to take money from if if it doesn't feel like I'm delivering what I have set the intention to deliver, then that's my way out. But in general, both the medium and the sitter, the client, have an option to end the reading at any time. You know that'll look different per medium on the fees and all of that. They're rescheduling, but. If it's not working, it's not working. And that's okay. It may be a timing thing. It, it may just be a vibrational thing. Perhaps the medium had too many readings that day. Perhaps you're stressed and it's affecting your vibration. It's all okay. Spirit is not going anywhere. They will be there for you. And perhaps You know, just by starting the reading, some things will start to click. Maybe you'll have some dreams. Maybe you'll have some other signs and symbols. And then when you reconnect, it will be an even richer, more meaningful reading. I mean, anything is possible. So just keep that in mind that if it's not working, you can always put an end to it. So that's all my advice on how to have a really good mediumship reading. Get a recording, trust the process go into it as much as possible with an open mind and a calm, but excited nervous system. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm happy. And also I'm a little nervous. I'm a little excited. What's going to happen. You know, that would be about the right state to be in unless some of you, when you have mediumship readings, you're going into it with a deep amount of pain, a deep amount of grief. This could be because something else recently has happened. And so you want some advice, like a a common example of this might be your parents passed on years ago, but now you're having situations with the sibling and you want some advice on the sibling. So you might be coming into it with a lower vibration, but that's still a very open place to be because you're really hoping that spirit's going to provide you that insight. So, Being a good sitter doesn't mean that you have to be happy. Um, It just means that you have to be open. Which reminds me, we should talk about when to have a mediumship reading. Oh, this is such a hotly debated topic. And, you know, at the end of the day, everything is relative. Everything varies person to person. In terms of the medium's ability to connect with spirit, most of the time that can be done pretty immediately. However, in terms of spirit being able to connect with the physical realm is a skill, which is why different spirits communicate differently. Some communicate by by giving visions, some communicate by feeling giving the medium feelings. You know, they communicate differently and part of that is because it is a skill. So in general, it's possible to communicate with spirit Hours, days after they pass. Um, but every spirit's going to be different. Some spirits are going to be really good at it right away, and some it kind of takes some practice. So, in terms of how soon can a spirit communicate, there's not much of a delay. I mean, two or three days they could communicate. In terms of the sitter and when the sitter is ready, that's a whole different conversation. A lot of mediums really suggest that you wait months, that you really get through the initial shock of their passing and the initial grief. But this is up to you as the sitter. If you think that you're ready and that it you're not going to be so raw that you can't enjoy the experience or that you can't get something out of the experience, then by all means, have a reading sooner. I know mediums that have done readings in between someone's passing and their funeral service because their loved ones, their family was ready for it. And that's okay. Um, I know a lot of mediums that have a hardcore minimum three-month rule or a minimum six-month rule. Personally, I don't have a rule, um, but I'm always flexible to, you're not ready, let's let's reschedule. So just bear that with a grain of salt. I don't personally believe in a hard and fast rule of when you should get a mediumship reading. When you should is when you feel ready. And that's going to vary a lot person to person. And it's going to vary in your relationship with spirit. If if the person you're wanting to connect to is the first and only person you've ever known that has passed on, then this might be a big deal. If the concept of death is not a hard concept for you and you've always believed in the other side and you've always connected with loved ones and dreams, then perhaps you really are excited and curious and you don't need as much time. So really check in with yourself, check in with your nervous system. Do you feel ready? Do you feel ready? And also find a medium that resonates with you all mediums work differently. We have different personalities, we have different skills. So find somebody that resonates with you and make sure that their standards regarding how the meeting's gonna go, whether or not it's recorded, what what is rescheduling like, make sure that all of that works for you. And then there you go, you're set. So you're gonna go, you're gonna just expect that there's gonna be sort of this puzzle piece part of the conversation that we can't control who comes through or what they talk about, but as long as we establish that connection, that um, confidence in the sitter's mind and your mind, that that is your loved one, then you're going to have a meaningful conversation. Trust the process. Allow spirit to do what spirit does. Know that it's going to be helpful for all involved. These conversations, if you can get a recording and if it's not going well, cut out early. Don't don't waste your time. Don't push a rock uphill. This, These experiences can be sacred. And if not sacred, then at least very meaningful and very loving. And if that's not your experience of it, then cut out early. I am going to mention one more thing, which I don't have in my notes, but it's popping into my mind. So I'm, I'm feeling glad to talk about it. In... Western culture, they don't have this actually in Europe as much. But in Western culture, we have this idea of like the devil or negative entities. And so some people are worried that if you have a mediumship reading, that you're going to somehow be cursed or invite some sort of negative energy. Um, In my experience, that's not a thing. That's not a real thing. Um, there's the physical world in which we live. And then there's the unseen world and the unseen world is made up of source energy. And the way that we connect to that source energy is by connecting with our nervous system. And source energy is only love. It has different forms, it has different names, but it's only love. There's nothing to be protected from. And if that really does not resonate with you then i invite you to consider the idea that hell is our experience on earth when we are disconnected from god from spirit from source um people that have the concept of hell normally got it from the bible well the bible was written before we had words for anxiety before we had words for depression, and perhaps those are forms of hell. I know a lot of people that have anxiety and depression that we call it hell. So just maybe be with that idea that hell is an experience that we have on earth because we are in the illusion that we're separate from source. But when you're having a mediumship reading and you're connecting to source, you're just divinely connected. And so there's nothing to be protected from. And if you have more energy, if you have more questions about that and about energy and protecting your energy and energetic healing, shoot me an email, Amy, amy Love. I'd love to hear from you. Um, but I just want to address that because I do know that there are some people that, that kind of have this idea of a devil or a boogeyman or a goblin or demon, something that's out to get you. That's not something I've ever experienced. Um, That's not something the mediums I've trained with believe in or have experienced. That's a very um, United States idea. Not that other countries don't believe in it, but here in the States, that's that's an idea that that we have that um, it's not present all over the world. It's not a universal truth. So I hope this has been helpful for those of you that are curious about mediumship. I hope it's been helpful. I've been surprised personally at how profound mediumship can be. I never thought that mediumship would be a big part of the way that I help people live in the world. I always have felt called to help people heal and become better versions of themselves by getting new belief systems and new skills. That's what I thought I would be doing for people. But it turns out that, Mediumship has been a beautiful part of that offering because it does help people heal and it does help people get new belief systems. And it ultimately gives them a new skill set when they have shifted their paradigm about their relationship with their loved ones and their paradigm about what happens after death. So I've been surprised at how impactful mediumship can be. And if it's something you ever feel called to, then listen to that nudge. For some people, it's just a fun conversation and they feel renewed. They feel restored. For some people, it is, it is life-changing. So there's great potential there. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Living Out Love podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I hope this has been helpful. If it's been helpful, share this episode with a friend. And I'll see you next week, loves. Bye.